This is the Teachable Soul Podcast. Because we cannot possibly live long enough to make all the mistakes ourselves, let's take a few moments to learn from the mistakes of others. The Teachable Soul Podcast, where guests and listeners like you share stories of failure and teachable moments on the journey to success. Here's your host, Kat Daniels. Welcome to the Teachable Soul Podcast. I am your host, of course, Kat Daniels. And today with me, I have the pleasure of interviewing Miss Jacqueline Hopper, who is a psychic empowerment coach, energy healer, and author of the book that has just come out in November of Becoming. It is her mission to support others along along their spiritual and healing journeys. She also assists other spiritual entrepreneurs, because that's a word, entrepreneurs, create businesses that thrive. So yes. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this. What a great way to start my weekend, sitting here with you and chatting. Right, exactly. I know. I'm super excited. We've <laughs> got a lot to go over and talk about. You did just come out with your book, right? Yes, I did. Yes, Becoming just came out in November. Yes. So how how was the process of, because, you know, I'm doing the series on self-published authors and you did self-publish. So how was the process mm-hmm. of not just writing, but also like getting it published and everything? I'm an overachiever, cat. I have to tell you, I, I, I'm an above and beyond kind of person. So for me, I had hired a coach to support with the book writing process. Mm-hmm. And she also did the editing. Now, when it came to self-publishing, I was like, listen, this is not going to be the first book that I put down. It's going to be one of about three or four. So I actually created my own publishing company, Soul Healing Publication, and published the book for myself. So super excited to be able to do it. I found the process to be really easy. I have to say it is one that it takes dedication like anything else. You have to really show up and do your own press, if you will, do your own PR work for it, do your own promoting of it. But it is something that if you are in that space, if you're feeling that self-publishing hint or nudge, if you will, that itch, I would say to do it right now, I'm recording the audiobook for Audible and it is just, it's fantastic. Right. Yeah. I'm writing a couple of books myself, but all of them are, are fiction right now. So, <laughs> but I know so many authors who have gone to write their book and then gone to publish it and then just started their own companies like that as well. Yeah. So are you looking at publishing other authors? If they are aligned The vision that I have seen is creating, gosh, I hate the word empire, but creating a form of of empire where the clients that I work with who go on to write their books, they're in very similar energy as mine. And so I want to be able to be kind of like the next Hay House, if you will. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that on a podcast, but, you know, to be able to... When it happens, I'm going to mess with you. Yes, I am. I do really want to be... Very similar to a Hay House, where you are, where I am supporting others in publishing their their own books that are under this umbrella for Soul Healing Publication, like minded, and in the same mission path as myself. So I'm definitely not opposed to it. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So what is becoming about? So becoming is it's a journey towards discovering inner peace, and it is definitely a book that. It's from my heart. It shares my dark night of the soul when I witnessed that 
I was struggling and really couldn't understand the purpose of life, right? Mm-hmm. And through a dark night of the soul, often people, they come to, it's like a coming to Jesus moment <laughs> right. where you start to recognize and, and understand what your purpose is, why you're here, and that the universe is so present in everything all around and through you. And so becoming is is my story on how I found that inner peace, how I still support the inner peace and the alignment to it. I also share throughout the book some experiences of, that I've had. Pause is one of the very big concepts throughout the book, and it represents presence, acceptance, understanding, support, and expansion. And I am a channel, psychic channel. So the guides that I communicate with, they brought this to me right around the time I started writing the book. And they explained that it is a process that people can use to really bring themselves back into alignment with their inner being. When we stay present in the face of a crisis or adversity or even a big manifestation that we're trying to bring forth, when we stay present and really ground ourselves, accepting where we are, not settling for it, but accepting I am where I am. And as I surrender and let go, I'm starting to understand more of what's the purpose to this experience, more of the lesson that is right before me to learn. And that's when support comes in. When that support comes in, expansion can be had, expanding beyond where we were towards where we want to be. So this book really is a medley of my experiences, my past, how I came into knowing my gifts as a psychic, as well as insight and guidance from the collective to help people really apply the pause for inner peace. That's awesome. That's And that's one of the reasons that I was actually excited to talk to you is because I learned when I was younger that I had abilities or or whatever, but we lived in a religious household at the time. And so I didn't have the support that I needed to be able to know what was going on or, or how to navigate it, mm-hmm. mostly how to navigate it, honestly. <laughs> and mm-hmm. some of it got pretty scary for me at the time. And I didn't know, I didn't know what to do or, or where to go or who to ask or, or even what questions to ask. And so I'm just now kind of like coming into accepting that, that it actually was a real thing that happened. And I didn't just, my logical mind for so long has tried to and and really wants to believe that like there's a logical explanation for everything. But I'm coming to the realization that there probably is not always an, a, a logical explanation for everything. So. A hundred percent. Right. That's our ego. That's our ego trying to come in and keep us small because gosh forbid, we actually see something beyond the veil. It's just going to create this power within us to seek more of it, whether it's understanding, love, God forbid, when we go that way. Right. And so a lot of people have that experience and that thought process. Yeah. 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 I absolutely agree. I know people now who are are still going through that experience and me now going through the acceptance part of everything. Like I'm trying to bring friends and family members with me type thing. <laughs> partially for my own selfish reasons, honestly, because like it's a lonely path or it can be, and I don't want it to be. (laughs) So how did you get to like accepting your psychic abilities or, or did you always just know and accept them? 
So that's a great question. I think a lot of people will benefit from this answer because the truth is we are all equipped with that psychic ability. And that psychic ability is what we came forth into this physical experience with. It's the compass, it's the map, it's the navigation tools. So we are all psychic and we use our psychic abilities to various levels and to various degrees. A lot of people resonate with feeling energy, right? And it is what I resonated with the most in the beginning. Psychic abilities, some are born knowing and and sensing and seeing, and like yourself, they then shut it off because they don't understand it. Psychic abilities for me, however, were ones that I, through investigation, came to understand and know and develop. It is a very much a muscle, and it wasn't something that I can say I acknowledged from birth. It is something that once I started asking the questions, what's the purpose to this life? What am I supposed to do here? There has to be more than just this. It's got to be more than just creating a paycheck. There has to be more for me. And so once I started really investigating that and then leaning into the universe through different spiritual mentors and books and teachings and and such, that's when it started really opening up and showing itself to me more and more and more because I wasn't blocked any longer with this mm-hmm. thought that it didn't exist or that it couldn't be for me. Hmm. Okay. So how, where did you start your journey doing that? Like, what did you learn about first? Cause I know that there are many, many different like ways that you can go and aspects to this. So where did you start your journey on sure. that? Sure. Yeah. For me, it was meditation. Once I, the book, the secret was life changing because I had always felt alone. Like I was misunderstood, totally abandoned, not going to get it right. Like left here just to sink. And so when the secret came along, it was like, holy cow, there is such a presence around me at all times. And as I meditated or started a meditative process, practice routine, Mm -hmm. I came to understand and see my guides. I came to understand the energy that I work with. And they really started as they exposed themselves more and more through signs, synchronicities, meditations, messages. That's really when it started for me. Because when that happens, we know it within our being. It is guidance that comes from like no thought process. There's no way my mind could think that thought. There's no way I could have pictured something like that having had no experience with it in the past. And so Meditation is really the doorway that really brought me through it so that I could experience the universe to a to a higher level. Gotcha. Yeah, that's where I started too. And that's what's been helping me most as well, because it helps me just visualize and kind of be in a space where I'm forcing myself to be more open-minded mm-hmm. than trying to logically explain away ridiculous things or whatever. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Another tool that people can use is journaling. Mm. You know, journaling really helps us communicate with our inner being. There's a difference between intuition and psychic abilities. And so when people recognize that, sometimes people learn through their intuition first. Some people like myself, I learned the psychicness about my abilities of being a psychic. That came before my connection, my my true, true, true connection with my intuition that happened afterwards. So there's definitely a difference. And I think right now we're navigating that as psychics, as channels, as light workers, we're really trying to navigate that and come to the the wisdom of it, the knowing of it to become more powerful and to evolve. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting, though, that you, how did you, what was the the first, like, psychic ability that you discovered before you even discovered your in, intuition, I guess? So with the psychic abilities, the first one was the clairaudient, hearing my guide. Mm-hmm. I remember in meditation, my husband's active duty as well, like yours, and he, we were in Colorado, and they had no idea we were coming. Like the army, like what do you say? And so they had no idea we were coming. So when he got there and he reported, they were like, hi, you know, oh, wow. which, yeah, which basically means that they never got, he never got entered into the system for paychecks. Right. So yeah. it took a minute before that happened, before our stuff got there, before the money started to come in. And I, at that time was home with two of my kids. I have four, but my twins weren't born at that point. So it's just myself and my kids and and Kevin, of course. And I was sitting in meditation and really, really upset about like the financial situation we were in because the army wasn't prepared for us. And I remember asking my guy, can you tell me what my financial future looks like? I was talking with him, like I could really use some insight. I really want to know. And what does my financial future look like? And he said, mom spelled upside down as well. And I sat back and I went, whoa, like I could feel it to the tips of my toes. Mm. And it was so random that I thought, wait a minute, let me go write this down. Mom, upside down. Wow. Holy cow. Like, and it just like sent like waves and waves and waves of energy. Not a thought that I would think at all. Cause I actually had to write it down to see the evidence, right. <laughs> but it was like, wow, oh my gosh. And so the clear audience was one that I, looking back and recognized full, full on, full on the conversations, the thoughts that were happening that weren't mine, that were the guides communicating with me. That was definitely the first time I recognized my, one of the psychic abilities that I have. So what did the mom upside down means, wow, mean for your financial future? Right now, as I look back, my financial future is, wow, it is definitely coming to a magnificent manifestation. It was the building of where I am now looking back. It's definitely, I can say, holy cow. Yeah, it's definitely wow. Wow from where I was to where I am and will continue to just grow with my expansion and showing up and and continuing to put my impact and service before everything else. So yes, that, that shifted things for me, opened things up for me allowed me at that point to really trust that things were going to be okay, that the guides had it. I might've thought, oh gosh, there's no way. What are we going to do? Because at the time we weren't just paying rent, we were paying a mortgage back from New York, Mm. but everything was taken care of. Everything was always cared for. And it is one of the greatest experiences that I reflect on often when I feel like I'm quote unquote stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So can you talk a little bit about your guides and like how you, how you see them or how you hear them? You don't have to, if that's sure, like, no, I'd love to. No. are you kidding? They're like, yes, we're front and center. Talk about me first. Right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't just believe, I know we all have energy that supports us. There's not one person on this planet that doesn't have a guide <laughs> hanging out with them. We have protector guides that support us in staying in our own lane and physically, emotionally, energetically feeling protected. We have primary guides. Primary guides are the ones that really support us in what we're here to do, why we're here to learn, what our soul sought to experience during our life's journey. And they keep us on track, but they also bring in other energies that will support us through it all. So similar to a parent 
saying, you need to go see this accountant. They're really good. Or you need to go see this mechanic. They'll fix it really nicely. Our primary guide will bring in other energies that will support us with whatever we're facing at whatever space and time we are in our journey. Mm -hmm. And so I have Roman, who is my primary guide. and, And Roman often brings forth other guides that support my clients. They support myself. I've had guides that step forth to help with my book. There's a collective that I channel. They're known as Zeta. And their purpose is soul growth and expansion. And the first time that I met them and sat with them, I questioned a bunch. What are you here for? What are you doing? How do I know you are of a high integrity? Because we want to be very careful when we're mixing the spiritual and the physical. Mm -hmm. Just like there are sketchy people in the physical, there's sketchy energy as well in the spiritual realm. And I was questioning them and, and wanting to get to know them. And Zeta shared that they are the expanded version of the energy known as Abraham Hicks, also Seth, the teachings of Seth. These are collectives that came forth. Seth's was, the message was that there's something greater than you that exists. Yeah, there is a universe and you're not just here on a square planet. You're here amongst a lot of energy. And then Abraham Hicks was all the law of attraction. Many, many know about Abraham Hicks. And how like attracts like, and how to have a positive mindset, how to manifest through those conscious, deliberate actions and thoughts. Zeta stepped forth at that time when Abraham had been here, channeling through Esther for quite some time. And they noticed that people were in need of support with regards to healing, because Abraham would give us the most of law of attraction, but In order to really attract what you want in your life, you have to really do some inner work. We can ask and desire lots of things, but that doesn't mean that we, in our container, in our physical being, are ready to receive it because we think we're unworthy, we think we're unlovable, we think we're not good enough, we think it'll never happen. And so Zeta stepped forth to support me in teaching those, the healing process to it all. And they lovingly expand upon all of those teachings. And it was beautiful because for me, I studied Abraham. I mean, I, I hang on every last word of that teaching because I resonated so deeply with it. And when Zeta stepped forth, it was like, ah, the next level of understanding so that I could put it to form. You cannot just sit on the couch and think happy thoughts and have things happen. Mm. It just doesn't work that way. You have to do the energetic work that then allows you to raise your vibration to come into alignment with what it is you want. And so that's a lot of the teaching that I do with my clients, with Zeta, when I do retreats and things of that nature. But there's just many other healing guides that I work with, connect with the archangels as well to support with healing. So that's, yeah, I mean, it's expansive and it's never ending, but thank gosh, I don't want it to. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So you mentioned that you didn't, from birth, accept this, essentially. So did you grow up in a supportive household of this, or did you figure all this out in adulthood? Yes, I did figure it all out in in adulthood. And I'll tell you, no, when it comes to the supportive household in the beginning. Hmm. I think that I, too, was raised not hardcore Catholic, but that was the energy that was in the home, was the Catholicity. And I never really resonated with the confines of of that. Mm-hmm. There was some I took, some I resonated with. There was some that I just questioned a lot of. And so as I stepped into business, my parents were always, yes, 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 we support you. They're, they're always supportive. 
<laughs> it wasn't until I stepped into business four and a half years ago and started to exchange energetically with money for mm-hmm. my gifts and my talents that people started to go, what are you doing? Are you okay. sure you want to do this? I don't know that I agree with you or ah, it was really difficult in the beginning for me because it was like, what do you mean? Like, this is so natural. It's what I've been speaking to you about. It's what we like, this is not new news. Like Buddha has been everywhere. Why wouldn't I channel Buddha? Why wouldn't I bring Buddha messages through? Like, why wouldn't I do that? Right. So for me, it was very confusing because it was supported until I started going out into the world and taking that, that teacher stance, that mentor role. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's coming around my book. It's kind of funny when I've released my book, my parents went and they got it. My mother would read to a certain point. Then when I would say something, what she thought was negatively geared towards her, her not understanding me, she's like, I'm done. I'm done. And I'm putting it away. And it's like, (laughs) why are you triggered? Like, oh my gosh. But my dad, he'll, he called me the other day, actually. And he said, I didn't realize you went to the Anirondacks by yourself. And I was like, yes, but he's learning new things about me as well. So the support is shifting, but I can tell you that it was spiritually led that way because it's not about me mm. being loved or accepted by anyone. And that includes your your parents, your siblings, your friends. It's not about moving through life because it's comfortable for others to see you in such a way. It's about you really being able to emerge. And so that had to happen the way that it did. And I am so much more empowered because of it. It kind of goes in one ear, not the other, when there's a bit of criticism or doubt. And that's okay. They are where they are and it is what it is. And it's all good Mm -hmm. because I know who I am when I know what I'm here to do and the impact that I am here to make. And so it was definitely hairy in the beginning of business, but spirit has an amazing way of proving us right. And spirit has proved me right for four consecutive years, six figures, expanding into hopefully soon something greater. And that for ego-driven physical beings, that's like evidence. Does that make sense? Right. Oh, I don't have to talk because you can see this, how I'm doing. So it's just a, it's a funny process, but it's a really beautiful one too. That's super awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that they're coming into being more supportive. My I don't know. I don't, my dad's passed away. So I don't know if he would ever really be supportive of that, but he was generally supportive of pretty much anything I said or wanted to do. So he probably would have been, I just don't think he would have been (laughs) very open-minded to it himself, probably. Mm. But my mom, she's, she's still very religious and when her and I talk about things, cause we do, we're, we're still very close. When her and I talk about things, she, she just kind of like accepts and hears what she wants to, and then just adjust what she doesn't want to hear to what she does want to hear. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Yes. I have one of those as well. So yes, I agree. I understand exactly what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she's still, I mean, she's cute about it. Like uh, we were talking the other day about Jesus because she's mm-hmm. still very much like there's, cause we were, we weren't raised Catholic, but we were raised a little bit like We went to mostly non-denominational churches and went to like Christian meets Baptist type thing. Mm -hmm. So she still very much believes in like the God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit type deal. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus was here. He was a person. I get that. He did all, I'm sure that he did really great things and wonderful things. I just don't believe that he was exactly as, as high up on like the hierarchical thing as you necessarily believe he is. And she was like, well, as long as you believe in him, then that's what matters. And I'm like, okay. 
Yeah, I definitely believe he existed. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> There's proof of that somewhere, yeah. I'm sure. But, you know. Right, it's okay. so good. Yeah, she's, like I said, she's cute. <laughs> <laughs> so you, what made you, I mean, I'm sure that your your guides pretty much told you that you were going to have to write the book, right? Like you didn't have oh, a yeah. choice, I presume. Uh, no, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. I can remember even like doing laundry and saying, okay. I want to write this chapter around acceptance. Like, what do we write? What do we write? Like, what do you want me to write? Tell me what you want me to do. Like, ah, writer's block because you won't talk to me. Right. And my guides came through and said, we are supporting the writing of the book. We are not writing the book. And I went, ah. <laughs> so it really was a lesson in recognizing that. And again, the difference between the psychic and the intuitive is that we already know a lot, a great deal of why we're here and what we're here to share and what our impact is. And the guides add value to that. They add support to it. And so I was giving my power away in that moment saying, you tell me what to write and I'll write it. Like, hello, I am your quote unquote mouthpiece, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh. but no, it's not like that. We, we have the story within us. I have the story within me. And so the guides were the cheerleaders. So we'll call them cheerleaders, even though it felt more like poking and prodding and like <laughs> not letting it go. Like you must yeah. write the book, you must write the book, but mm-hmm. it is a must to put the stories out because so many people have resonated with it. And so many people are thirsty for that knowledge of the power that they possess and that the abilities they hold when they tune in and really question how to align with it, how to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree completely. And I don't know if this is just like where I'm hanging out in the online spaces or whatever, but so I call it, I still call it like being woo-woo or being a little bit woo or something like that. And Mm -hmm. I'm finding that more and more people that are more accepting of this now, and I I blame it on 2020. I really do. But, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I just, I've never in my life, I never would have thought that this many people would be so like going in that direction at one time. And like I said, I don't know if it's in just the spaces that I'm in and maybe that's what it is just because I'm going in that direction as well. And so now it just seems like more people are flocking to it. And I just didn't notice the people before that were flocking to it, but it just, it seems more universal than I ever thought it could have been even. Absolutely. Oh, hundred percent. It's definitely 2020. Right. I think 2020, the purpose to 2020, I know, was heart chakra and centered mm-hmm. when it was about really waking us up from this particular way of going about life, whether it was materialistically or ungratefully or whatever the case may be, it's going to hit everybody differently. But this experience through 2020 was to show us, one, that we are far more connected than we realize, two, but we don't need as much as we think we do to survive. And three, how ungrateful we've been. I've always been grateful for my family, but this is a whole new level of appreciation when you can't see your parents who live just a block away or so, when you can't mingle with friends. Like I miss weddings. Like I miss holding retreats, being able to touch people and hold people and smother people. It's going to be a very awkward moment when they let me loose. Because <laughs> I think I might just love on people. But I know, same. Yeah, 2020 really called to folks to question. That's what it was. 2020 was like this huge freaking question mark for so many people. What is this? Why are we here? What do I do? So many people questioned if they were happy in their life with their jobs. 
so many people got the answers to their prayers. Finally, I get to work from home. Like, finally, I get to not have to go to work. And finally, I can have these things taken care of. Like, finally, I get to spend time with my kids. Finally, I get to all this stuff that they attribute to the blessing that 2020 gave them. But essentially, it was a big dose of reality of what's real, that Mm -hmm. love is what's real, and that there's this fake facade illusion that we sheepishly just walk into on a daily basis. That's just not true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It, uh, and it's, I love that it imploded the way that it did like so suddenly, because I don't think that we could have possibly gotten there if it hadn't, it would have been too slow of a process. It would have taken too long. Mm -hmm. And personally, I'm like the most impatient person I know. So (laughs) the fact that it was able to get there so quickly, I'm like super grateful for (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people would have dragged their feet. I mean, that's the purpose of it. Oh, yeah. If I, I side eyed the guides, they're like, that was the purpose. We were dragging our feet. We were putting off until tomorrow. We were not seeing the blessing of this experience. And so the universe has an amazing, loving way of showing up and letting us remember. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were. And, and I mean, I know it's, I think it's generally in our animal human nature to just like not want change. Mm-hmm. And to be hesitant towards any change. So yeah, like I said, it's it's just, I'm glad it was able to go about the way it did. 100%. I'm definitely not disappointed by any means. 2020 was one of my best years, for sure. Yeah, it wasn't, I can't say it was one of my best years, but it was definitely, it allowed me to slow down because as I said, like, I'm also, I call it my cheetah energy. So <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I always want to like get to someplace as fast as I physically can. Like, I don't care what happens along the way as long as it gets done as quickly as possible. So it allowed me or, or forced me rather, I guess, to sit and just be still, <laughs> which I don't do often on my own. So mm-hmm. it was definitely a great year for that. Good. For me. Mm-hmm. So did you write Becoming only in 2020 or how long did it take you to write it? I want to say... It was 2019 when I started it, for sure. 2019 when I started it. It feels like it took a lifetime, but it only took a few months to really get clear on what it was supposed to. I knew before I wrote it what it was supposed to be about. I am not one of these people that loves to write, hence the reason why we hired people to support us in doing it. But yeah, I started it in 2019 and then um, finished it in 2020 and, and published it in 2020 as well. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it's taking me forever to get down my book. And I'm like, I, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get it down so that someone else can mm-hmm. edit it. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I agree with you. 100%. Yep. I think the thing that, that was constant was it's important for, for these messages to be received. It's important for these messages to be received. And so for me, I wouldn't call it a fear, but one of the things I'm very conscious of is not leaving someone that could use what I have, not leaving them hanging. Something I tell my clients all the time that are ready to emerge into their businesses that have fear of stepping into it. It's like the universe has totally lined up your clientele. They're, they're ready. They're in the waiting room. You just have to turn the sign over from not open to open and begin to receive like the, the, the clients you need are already waiting for you. They need to hear what you have to say. They need to be taught what you have to teach. They need the healing that only you can provide. And so I think the thing that I had in the back of my mind the whole time I was writing was that this has to be out there. Someone needs to read this. One person's going to shift and change their whole world 
because of what they read. And that's the purpose. That's my purpose. One life, one life. And thankfully, the universe has blessed me with the ability to do it to thousands. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. So you spoke earlier about how there's a difference between intuition and psychic abilities. Can you talk a little bit about that and what the difference is? Sure, absolutely. So our psychic abilities, again, are what we all have. It's how we feel the energy that's around us. It's how we bring in the guidance that we need. But it is also very separate from our intuitive intuition, intuitive muscle. The intuition is how our inner being, our higher self, the Holy Spirit, it's how it communicates with us. It is only about me. So my intuition, I work with my intuition only about me or things that pertain to me. I will never use my intuition for someone outside of me. That's what my psychic abilities are for. So the psychic works for the world around us and the people that are in it and supporting them where the intuition, the intuitive is only guidance and information with regards to the self, to the soul. Because again, we have all our answers. We really truly do. We have all our answers. We know why we're here. We know what we're supposed to be doing. We know if something's aligned with us or not, but we, we stuff ourselves with all this extra outside stuff that prevents us then from really hearing that self that's within us, that's trying to guide us and maneuver us as requested. I use my guides to come in and add value. So if there's something that I don't quite understand the fullness of, my guides will communicate with me as to how to understand it, decipher it, discern it a bit better. But my intuition was something that it really, the universe served a big dose. It was like a, it was like a slap up against the wall at one point because I wasn't fully aware of it. And we can give our power away. I think it's a lot of what light workers do, channels do. They communicate with their guides. They wait for their guides to tell them. They wait for their guides to tell them. And that's not what the guides are there for. The guides add value to what you already know. It's you that has to go inward to find the answer. And so when I got to a point where my adrenals were shot because your adrenals, your kidneys, that's how we process emotions, not just for ourselves, but for those around us. And as a healer, that's what you do all day long. I got to a point where it was just like, I'm not expanding. I'm not going into that next level. What's missing? What's missing? What's missing? What's missing? What's missing? And it really, for me, was the connection to my soul, was the connection to myself. It always was there. It just wasn't as strong as it needed to be at that time to really booster me into that next level of being able to teach and show up for people and hold space. We can't hold space if we're depleted and exhausted. So definitely a difference between intuition and psychic abilities. Again, clear, quick answer. Intuition is all about self, where psychic abilities are what you would use to translate the energy outside you. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't realize that, I guess. I thought that you use your intuition to help guide you through the rest of it, which I mean is kind of what you're saying, but I thought it was bigger than that, I guess. Does that make sense? It is bigger than that when you are putting yourself out there in bigger ways, 100%. And especially when it's about you, the intuition is much, much greater. It also becomes what attracts the things we want to us, the people, the opportunities and all that. But when we aren't putting ourselves first, like I was, and showing up in business to be of support to the outside world, like I was, to the degree at which I was, that's when it was like, okay, sister. Here's a dose of self-care. Here's a dose of let's remember you. Then that's when the intuition was like, okay, 
my intuition, my guidance from my soul was you have to rest, you have to recharge, you have to be the example that you want to lead. You have to be that example. Like you have to practice what you preach here, sister. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got you. Okay. So when you when you started into adulthood, did you start out in business? So give me what your impression of adulthood would be. Like right after high school or right after college or mm, whatever, no. whatever your journey was there. Sure. Yeah. No. Right after high school, I was pregnant with my daughter and working actually with, for my family in their businesses and raising her as a single mom for uh, the first five years before I met my husband. And then once I met my husband, we started doing the army life, welcomed my son, Jake. And then in 2015, my twins, Mason and Alex, it was in 2015 that things started really opening up further with my gifts. I was actually on my way to the ultrasound appointment when I looked in my rearview mirror and saw two car seats. And I went, this is ridiculous. Like who on earth would ever want twins? Like, no, like, come on, that's not a thing. Right. Up until receiving the the confirmation that I was pregnant with my twins. Mm-hmm. I didn't know twins even ran in my family. I called my mom. I was like, you'd think you'd say right. something like, hello, think, yeah. <laughs> it should be a warning label. Like, hello. But, but that on the way to the ultrasound, that's, that's what I saw. And I was like, no way. I was more stunned that I saw it before the ultrasound than I was when the technician was like, so you want to talk about your family history? Cause you're pregnant with twins. And I was like, Oh my God. Right. But no, it was 2017 when my business unfolded. 2015 is when things really was like, okay, something's here. Like I am way more in touch with my gifts than I thought I was. And it expanded through the experience of being pregnant with my twins and the happenings of twin pregnancy. It was really hard. And then after 2016, it really was about finding finding the validation and confirmation outside world. Because up until that point, I didn't have friends that were psychic. I didn't have family that was psychic. So there was never really someone to kind of validate what I saw. And there's such a value to that, which is, again, why my purpose is to support those wanting to step into their gifts to help them do it at a quicker a quicker pace, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because working with a psychic and really does ensure that they're aligned with you and they're in the energy and they are authentic, then they're going to see what you see. They're going to feel what you feel. They're going to resonate with what's going on and so that you can feel assured of what you are experiencing. And so I found my mentor started a a process through a program with her and then quickly realized that, yeah, we're wasting time in this particular type of program. Mm -hmm. And she supported me with business stuff. And so in 2017, I started my business. 2018, I manifested a speaking retreat in London and in Paris and then manifested my, my greatest manifestation was my, my vehicle. And so from that point, it was like, this is real. This is like a real deal thing that I am so supported in doing, it's guided, it's divine. And I have not looked back since. I've not looked back since. It has been fantastic with the manifesting, the experiences. It's taken me to Greece. It's taking me to New York City, to Chicago. It's taking me many, many places to not just experience life for the fullest on my end, but also to support others with their healing. Mm-hmm. By vehicle, do you mean like like your car vehicle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember playing with the universe going, okay, 
okay, this is what I want to manifest. I want to manifest a Range Rover. And yeah, yeah, May of 2018, it came to fruition, putting my twins in daycare so my business could expand. That was a manifestation because I was like, uh, Spirit, do you know how much it costs to put twins in daycare? Right? Like, <laughs> this is crazy. But I was assured, never, ever would I ever miss a daycare bill. And I have never, I would rather not eat as <laughs> a daycare bill mm. because it's just so, I mean, it's just every step of the way, the guidance and the clarity and the manifesting and the next step has always unfolded. And it is one of the truest, greatest, most wonderful blessings being in tune and really recognizing your power. It isn't the universal power until it's your power. You are the physical manifestation of the universe. And so when you see you for who you really are, you begin to really unlock the door of the universe so that you can see so much more. Yeah, absolutely. So what is your favorite like psychic moment? Was it the twins? You know what? It, it really was. It, it was. it was the twins for sure. Yeah, it was the twins for sure. That was like jaw dropping. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you mm-hmm. had any, like what is your favorite cool moment that you've been able to use your abilities for other than that? I think the coolest moment is helping people make the connections within themselves and being able to witness it. I think I I will never, ever, 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 never get over that. Yeah. You know, the feeling when things click, when you tell someone something and it really truly resonates when you support someone in their expansion, it never, ever gets old. It's the most amazing thing I get to do every day. Yeah. That's awesome. I hope to do it someday. <laughs> That's cool. I have no doubt. You most certainly will. You most certainly will. It's a matter of moving beyond the the fear of what it will what it will quote unquote expose. I think people yeah. have this misconception that being psychic means we talk to deceased and departed loved ones. And while that's true, not always the case. Right. And it doesn't have to be scary. It's most certainly not. I've never been. I've never been, you know, I could say I was once, but it's not a, a frequent occurrence to be scared or to be freaked out by something that I'm shown because of the love that my guides have for me and the trust that I've developed with them. They know how to show up or, or they know how to support me with delivering a message. And so it's fully supported at all times. It's this loving relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I was more scared back in the day just because... A, I had no idea what was happening. And the the very limited knowledge that I had basically just meant that whatever it was, it was probably something scary. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I mean, it was like, it was like things, well, not things, but like, I don't know, people, I guess, touching my physical body. Mm-hmm. And so it was that weren't there. So yeah. <laughs> that was at the time to me, incredibly scary um, uh-huh. because I was either crazy or something like religiously bad. So it wasn't anything good in my eyes Mm. at the time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But I think spirit will show you so much different now. Oh yeah, for sure. Now I know better. So I'm, I'm working in that direction. I'm like, I need you guys to go slow for me though. Cause I'm still a little freaked out by it. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Mm. Yes. And, and you are one of my favorite types of clients because when they come in there, I don't want, you're not skeptical, but there are some that are very skeptical, but when they come in, they're like, can we just go slow? I don't want like doors closing in the middle of the night. Like, I don't want to be having these weird experiences. It's just to, to support 
and show clients what it really is and, and what they possess and how they really already use it. It's so good. It's so good. And it is so natural that, you know, that is one of the biggest messages spirit they're shouting right now actually is that it is natural. It's natural for you to move through this world, feeling things, seeing things, sensing things that are of not of it and bridging the gap between heaven and earth, which is what we're here to do. We are at the bridge Mm -hmm. between heaven and earth and experiencing it at the same time. is just such a blessing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was telling my friend the other day, she had talked about like protections and and protecting yourself as well. And Mm -hmm. she, she had just talked about it like two days before I did this. And then one night for some reason, I don't remember what happened, but I was like, okay, I'm opening up the door, but I need to go slow. Like I'm going to crack it open and you guys just like come slowly and we'll deal with it as it comes. And then like the very next day, like 15 things happened in my house. We've been in this house for almost two years. I've never heard a weird creak. I've never had a light flicker or turn on by itself. I've never had, I've never seen anything, nothing. And like just all of a sudden in one day. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) I know that slow for you is probably different than it is for me, but this is too fast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so good. Yeah, but it was funny. (laughs) So they've slowed down. We're at a good pace now. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else or any teachable moments in particular that we haven't discussed yet that you would like to discuss before we go? I think we've covered the big ones, the big gists of it. But yeah, I think we've covered a lot. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And if anybody wants to work with you, they can go to your website, which is Jacqueline Hopper, correct? Yes. JacquelineHopper.com is my website. All right, yep. and I'll link that and the link to the book down below in the description. That would be fabulous. I also have a free gift in my Instagram. They go to the Instagram at Jacqueline Hopper okay. and click the bio link in the bio. Mm-hmm. It is five ways to gain strength and stability during uncertain times. So it is an amazing freebie that everybody is welcomed to. So definitely want to shout that out so people can go and get some tangible tools. Awesome. Yeah. I'll go ahead and link the, the your Instagram bio then in there too. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. You have been listening to the Teachable Soul podcast. You can find us on any social media platform, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram as The Teachable Soul or on Twitter as Teachable Soul. Also, if you'd like to help support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash The Teachable Soul. You can also visit our website for more information at theteachablesoul.com.